and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. We started a series last week called Life Lessons for 2020. Life Lessons for 2020. Now, you may have, have heard the saying in the past, hindsight is 2020. Okay? Hindsight's 2020. Now, we all kind of have an idea what that means, but I went and found like a proper definition for it, and I'm going to read it so I don't mess it up. Hindsight is 2020 means this. You can easily tell what you should have done in the past because you have the ability to look back and see a fuller picture. But you didn't have that privilege when you were making the decision originally. Okay, now we all know what hindsight is 2020 means. What we're trying to say here this morning and, and, and through this series is that if we harness our past experiences, if we learn from them and, and, then, and then use them, it gives us the opportunity to build a better future. But here's what I believe. I believe that, that if we take our past and if we surrender it to Jesus, then he kind of shifts that to a new level. He, he takes it to, 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 to a place where he starts to show us what there is in our past, whether, whether, it's our, <laughs> whether it's our successes, whether it's our failures. But he, he takes our past and, and dissects it for us in a way that we get to use our past and he builds a better future. And when this happens, it means that we can avoid certain impulse purchases. You know what I'm talking about? Michelle has no idea what we are talking about. It's that pair of shoes that you just weren't banking on. You know what I'm talking about. It's that motorcycle that um, looks even better next to the other two in your garage. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it, it, also, it also leads to avoiding certain, certain like two-week engagements. You know, certain heartbreaks in our lives. Um, it leads to, to avoiding financial distress uh, because of decisions that, that we've made. Um, but not just does it, does it lead to avoiding certain things, it also leads to us becoming better. It, it leads to us becoming better spouses, better parents. It leads to us becoming better employees. It even leads to us becoming better Jesus followers. And this is all just by us surrendering these things to Jesus, surrendering our past and allowing him to, to kind of give us new glasses that give us 2020 for the future. So to come and share her life lessons this week, I would love to introduce and welcome up Nats to come and share with us. Yay, yay. <laughs> Good morning. This is always such a, um, an honor and a privilege to be given the opportunity to share. Um, it's always a great challenge. Like I often, I, I think you don't realize sometimes 
with Ramon prepping and Vanna prepping and the people who stand up here, that they are so accountable to the word that they give and that our lives with what, what we say here, we're being tested on. And so um, I, I really am honored to be up here this morning. Uh, Ramon was going to be away and then he decided to stay. I wonder if he was scared on what, what I was about to say. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's always good to do this as a family. So just prepping for today, it's, uh, you know, reflecting back on 2019. And uh, if I were to give my 2019 a title, it would be the year of the toddler. Because I have potty trained for, it feels like a whole year, but we have finally got it right. We have now got a little human living in our house that responds when not spoken to that gives comments back to conversations that were not with him, um, that repeats things that we say. Um, you know, we hear him saying, oh, that's perfect. And I'm like, oh, where did you hear that? And then I hear myself saying it all the time. That's perfect. That's perfect. And, oh, that's awesome. And um, one, yeah, good job, mom. I had to make an announcement the one day, and I stepped down there, and he looked at me and said, good job, mom. I was like, I clearly say to him all the time, good jobs, huh? But one phrase um, has caught my attention lately, and um, whenever I need him to do something, whether it's bath time or it's time to eat, I'll say, come, Zai, let's go upstairs, we need a bath. He goes, Mama, just one minute, I'm busy. And I'm like, what? Where have you heard that before? Just one minute, I'm busy. And that's not the only place that I have heard this word in conversation, especially coming into December and the conf- conversations I come into with you guys and conversations at work where we're all reflecting back on 2019 and we, I hear statements like, it's gone so fast. Where has this year gone? Why is it going quicker than any other year? Where is time going? I have been so busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. And we live in a culture that is defined by these words of busy and fast and hurry and instant and quickly, and things just keep getting faster. Joburg and Pretoria are the hub of business in Gauteng, and I don't know how many of you have moved from the beautiful, peaceful coastal plains and come to this crazy, fast, busy, hurried pace of life, to make it happen, to be successful, to be caught up in this, what some people think, wonderful pace. And uh, we, we get up early to leave for work to try and get ahead of everybody so we can get things done. We skip lunch just to get a little extra done. We rush against the clock, we pack our laptop up, we take it home with us, we do our homely duties, we finish dinner, we pull it out to just get done what needs to be done. To only go to bed and wake up the next morning to do it all over again. We steal from our weekend time, and I'm speaking to myself today, there's things that just need to be done, so we steal from our rest time, we steal from our family time to just get it all done. 
We take supplements to supplement this busy lifestyle. We get sick, so we go to the doctor to quickly get better, and he puts us on this super vitamin drip. I don't know if anyone's had one. To just speed it up, because everything is so busy. There is so much to do. And I wonder, can anyone sitting here relate to that this morning? Does that, have I described your week, your life of just this treadmill that someone just keeps pushing the up button and we all just keep going faster and faster and faster? But I want to pose this question this morning and say this, why are we so busy? I don't know. I don't know if you've ever stopped. I had to do that this week and say, why am I so busy? Because in 2019, I've managed to get myself very, very busy. Often I would hear someone would say to me, how are you? And I say, I'm good, but I'm just busy. How was your weekend? My weekend was great but it was just busy. And I was quite confronted by this because that little word but means clearly it's not quite the way that I want it to be. I even found myself having to respond to WhatsApp and now to some of your WhatsApps, going, I'm so sorry I haven't responded. I've just been busy. Or you've said to me, you know, I wanted to, we wanted to have some dinner with you, but don't worry, we know you are really busy. And suddenly I thought, hang on, this doesn't feel right. Is this going to be my excuse forever? Is this going to be a word that I attach to everything that I'm going to define my life by? The problem is, though, is that the busy on the outside through my activities, my schedule was actually a reflection of the busy on the inside. Now, I asked you that question, why are we so busy? And as we go through today, we're going to be answering that. I want to read you a statement. It says, busy is not so much a condition of our schedules, but rather a a condition of our hearts. Busy is not so much a condition of our schedules, but rather a condition of our hearts. Now, I'm not too sure how many of you were here last week when Ramon showed a teaching by Danielle Strickland, and such a phenomenal teaching. Um, And at the beginning, she starts off by saying, our lives are like a tree, and that we have these deep-seated beliefs that are the roots of our tree, and as a result of the type of root system that we have, we bear fruit. And as I was sitting there, and, and obviously this this thing circulating in my heart of why am I so busy and going, um, you know, that there's fruit that we bear, I thought, you know what, living in this extremely busy culture, having a look at it, what can we say is the fruit of this culture? If we stood back and, and just looked, looked, at, looked at our own lives, looked at our, our, our friends, the people we work with, we looked at the news, we looked at the stats, What is the fruit that we are seeing due to this busy, fast, hurried culture? 
And I propose some, some, some fruits to you today that I think we're seeing. We are seeing failed relationships. We are seeing broken families. We are seeing sick, unhealthy, stressed people. We are seeing impatient people. We are seeing ratty people. We are seeing exhausted and burnt out people. We are seeing anxious and depressed people. The fruit of this culture that I speak for myself, that I tend to adopt at times, that I'm sure you adopt, this culture that is producing fruit that if I put it out to you like that, I don't think that's fruit we want to see in our lives. Now I know, like, I, I just want to backtrack a little bit to say, I love productivity, right? I love to get things done. I love a to-do list, and I love even more to tick off on a to-do list. I've so desperately tried to make Ramon follow a list. He hates lists. So luckily, we're a little bit balanced in our home, hey? But... We all want to do better and grow and succeed and get promoted and, and earn a little bit more. And I'm not calling any of that evil today. But is that the driving force behind why we're so busy? And maybe for some of you it is, but I don't think that those are the driving points behind why our culture is just so busy. I think that our culture has got these deep-seated beliefs, these roots that are producing this fruit that I mentioned earlier. A root system, a belief that says, I must be the best. I am defined by what I do. I'm defined by what I have. I need more. I want more. It's all up to me. They're all depending on me. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? And a word that has now entered the English dictionary called FOMO, fear of missing out. We are driven by these roots, these roots that are saying, I must be the best. I'm defined by what I do. I'm defined by what I have. I need more. I want more. These beliefs that are now driving us and ultimately producing fruit that we actually never set out to have. We, we going, we just need that little bit of extra money. Like I'm going to put those extra hours in. And eventually all we have at the end of the day are broken relationships, exhausted, burnt out bodies, lives that do not speak of who God is, lives that do not mimic the way Jesus lived. And I had to get quiet this week and take a close look at the fruit in my own life because this busy that I had adopted was making me exhausted, was making me anxious, was making me ratty, was making me impatient. This busy that I had adopted was stealing my peace, it was stealing my joy, it was affecting my relationships and it was making me feel completely burdened, busy, burdened under Satan's yoke, busy, burdened under Satan's yoke, a little bit harsh, hey? I thought, sure, that's a, 
It's a little bit harsh. But you know what? Maybe the harshness of it will remind us when we get too busy that we are being burdened under Satan's yoke. As a church, we've just come out of this teaching, the armor series, where um, we learned about the armor of God and we went into depth as to what that means. It's not just this figurative putting on the armor every morning, but really understanding what those, those pieces of armor meant and how they could help us through our lives. And we worked with a scripture, Ephesians 6 verse 10, that said, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Put on your armor so that you will be able to stand against all the strategies of the devil. And the devil has a strategy for our destruction. We don't wake up every morning thinking that. But the devil has a strategy for our destruction. We were created to be in relationship with God. And I read this quote by Corey Ten Boom that said, if the devil can't get you to sin, he will just keep you busy. He will distract you because what does that do? It separates us from being in relationship with God. The reason why we were created. Now, I started off saying that busy like marks our culture at the moment and um, but busy is not a modern problem. Busy existed long before smartphones and emails and highways and fast cars and super fast trains and foster airplanes. Busy existed way before then. Busy ex- actually existed when Jesus walked this earth because busy is not so much a condition of our schedules, but a condition of our hearts. And there's an account that in the Bible that um, really describes this to us. It's found in Luke 10 from verse 38, the story of Mary and Martha. And I'm sure majority of you here, if you have been a little time in church or grew up in, in children's church where you've heard the story of, of Mary and Martha, and Jesus went to visit them one day. And it says this, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, Doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken from her. I've always struggled with this story because I'm going to draw the, the, the sort of differences to you of Mary and Martha now. But as hard as I try, and if I do this 
test every year, I fall into the wrong category. I'm a Martha over and over and over. But let me explain to you the differences here. So when we read through that scripture, we see Mary was first on the job. She welcomed Jesus in. She was alert. She was proactive. She's probably the first person you'd want to choose for your team. What did Mary do? Mary sat. She might be the last person you'd want to choose for your team because of the way we've been programmed to think of what we were made for. Martha was busy. She was distracted. She was preparing. She was doing. But Mary was resting, listening, at peace in the presence of Jesus. Martha was resentful and accusatory. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Jesus, you tell her. Come and help me. Mary was resting, listening, focused on Jesus and not overwhelmed by the work and what needed to be done. Martha was worried. She was anxious. She was tired. She was concerned about many things. But Mary had chosen the one thing. She had chosen relationship over performance. Martha's posture said, I've got this. Mary's posture said, I need you. Martha put all the pressure on herself. Mary took all the pressure off herself. And I think we get so busy as Christ followers, and I'm a Christ follower, and I, I, I love God, but we get so busy that we forget about what that one thing is. We get so messed up in our priorities, we forget that our time spent here is so temporary. We forget that we are made for eternity. We forget that we were made for a relationship with our Father. We forget that we were created in His image to be in relationship with Him, and we would think we were made to just like get all crazy busy here and actually achieve nothing. We forget to put the right things first. This one thing, this one thing, Whenever I speak about Martha, doesn't your heart rate almost want to go up? And then we look at Mary, and she was at a place of peace and rest at the feet of Jesus listening because it was what we were made to do. In Matthew 22, from verse 37, there was a Pharisee that, that asked Jesus, he said, Teacher, which is the most important commandment? In the law of Moses, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. That one thing that Jesus speaks about to Mary that says this one thing she has chosen to do and it will not be taken from her, she had put Jesus first at that moment. Chances are she would have gone back into the kitchen later and helped with everything that needed to be done. But she had put that one thing 
first. And I think if we can get the, the, get our first priority right, everything is going to flow well from that point. So you'll remember that tree that was up there where we spoke about the root system, the deep-seated beliefs that we, that we have got in our lives that are producing this fruit in our lives of, of, of exhaustion and burnout and failed relationships. But can I propose to you another tree that looks so different? That maybe we have a root system in our lives that looks a little bit like Mary's root system as she sat there when Jesus came to visit. A root system where we will stop, where we will be still and know that I am God. That's Psalm 48 verse 10. A root system where we will know how to rest. In Psalm 62 verse 1 it says, My soul finds rest in God alone, where we will learn to trust, where we will trust in the Lord with all our hearts, that we won't lean on our own understanding, that in all our ways we will acknowledge him and allow him to direct our paths, from Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. That we will have a root system of where we listen. Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it, Luke 11, verse 28, where we will learn to listen, to hear God's voice, and to listen to what his word tells us, and apply that to our lives, that we see fruit that we want to bear in our lives. That we'll have a root system of love, we will, where we will love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that we will love each other. That we will love our families. That we will love our neighbors. And that our identity will not be wrapped up in what we can do and what we can have. But that our identity will be rooted and found in Christ. It's from Colossians 3, verse 3. Because then we will bear fruit that we all want to bear in our lives. But the problem is, is that for good fruit, we have to change the roots. We can wish and wish and wish for good fruit. But if we don't go down and change the root, we're not going to get fruit of a life that is content, a life that is patient, a life that is kind, lives that are built on strong, healthy family relationships, good marriages, kids, raising kids where moms and dads are there, lives of peace, bearing fruits of peace and joy and rest. And can I tell you another fruit that will come from all of that? We will be Productive. I think we'll be more productive than what we have ever been because we have put the right things first. The one thing. We will get the one thing right. Work is not going to go away. We still live in Joburg and Pretoria, and it is busy, busy, busy. But Jesus appealed to all the tired and the weary and the burnt out and simply said to them, Come and find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His burden is light. Satan's burden is not light. There is still work to do. 
There is a weight to carry, but that Jesus doesn't give us an escape from the weight, but gives us a way to carry it with ease and joy. Duncan, you can make your way up here. And so I want to ask you, Ramon started this morning off saying, my life goals for 2020. What is 2020 going to look like for us? Because you know, it's so, we also desperately just want it to be a good year. Sometimes that's where we stop. Hey, we go, oh, as long as we can close the, the book on 2019, 2020 is going to be a good year. It might not be. It might be a flipping hard year. We don't know. But you know what? Let's get, the, let's get the root system right. Let's get grounded in God's truth. Let's set out doing what His Word said because I can guarantee you, regardless of the situations around us, we will come to the end of 2020 bearing fruit that looks like the fruit we described here. Patient, kind, strong relationships, healthy, rested, at peace, joy, and being productive. So I hope that in 2020 we will guard against the strategy of the devil. His strategy of B-U-S-Y, busy, burdened under Satan's yokes and yoke, and that we will say no to busy. Can you agree with me on that? That we want to say no to busy because you know what? He's distracting us, guys. He's distracting us and and we are bearing fruit that is not the fruit we're meant to be bearing. Fruit that doesn't look like Jesus' love. Will we choose that one thing? Mary has chosen well and it will not be taken from her. Can we choose that one thing every day, possibly every hour or possibly every minute? That we will choose that one thing and that life will flow from that point. Busy is not so much a condition of our schedule, but a condition of our hearts. And so like I had to reflect this last week, maybe you need to reflect and go, why am I so unsettled here? Why am I so restless here? Is my root system right? Like, what do I believe? Do I believe that it's all up to me? If I'm not going to do it, who's going to do it? Well, can I propose to you this morning that maybe Jehovah Jireh, your provider, that he might be able to do it for you? That yes, we have to come to the party, but that he can do exceedingly abundantly above what we are able to do? And maybe we just need to come and, and, and really... Um, just look at that root system this morning and go, Lord, this is not the root system I want to have in my life. I want to put my roots down in your word and in your truth where I know that my identity is found in you, that I can trust you, that I can rest in you so that I can bear fruit that, that brings glory to your name. And so Duncan's going to just play the chorus of a song where it says, I want to come and sit at your feet. Maybe this is our merry moment. Because maybe you won't create it when you get home. That I want to come and sit at your feet. I want to drink from the cup in your hand. I want to lean back against you and breathe. I want to feel your heartbeat. 
And maybe we just need to do that this morning and just slow it down for a moment, but go even deeper than that and go, Lord, just can you uproot the roots that are wrong and that we put down a better root system so that our 2020 bears good fruit. And once you've had that moment of just introspection and hearing what God has to say to you, we're going to go into communion. The communion tables are scattered around the building and you as a family can just go and and go and serve yourself and really just mark this, this step that we're willing to take today to say no to a busy 2020 and to acknowledge that Jesus came so that relationship with our Father could be restored and yet we keep doing things that move us away from Him, that separate us from Him. And yet that relationship has been restored. And that you can just go and partake and and be reminded of what was actually done on that cross for us. That yes, our sins were forgiven, but we needed our sins to be forgiven so that our relationship with our Father, the reason we were created, that that could be restored. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and Duncan's just going to repeat that chorus of I want to sit at your feet. I want to drink from the cup in your hand. Lean against your lean against you and breathe and feel your heartbeat. And will you just hear what God has to say to you this morning and when you are ready you're welcome to go and serve or help yourself to communion. Thank you. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.